We interrupt this best anime of the decade review to bring you Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki turned 80 this month, so we decided to watch two of his movies. We'll talk about them and some shows from the 2021 winter anime season. I'm your host, Shut the Fuck Up Dad, and this is my trusty sidekick, Cool Boy Mew. So, so that's why we were uh, watching Miyazaki movies. Yeah, plus I wanted to rewatch some of them anyway. It's been a few decades. Oh my god, Nausicaa of uh, the Valley of the Wind, one that we watch, is ranked 26th on uh, my anime list. Yeah, it's my that's... favorite of his movies. I- I'm gonna start with a hot take. So we watched that one and Pokoroko. And I do not care for the movie format. Really? Man. You think it'd be better as a series? Yes, I prefer series because, uh, let's just say, uh, One Piece, uh, the arcs, are probably something like uh, more than 10 hours in total. So so you just want them to be longer so they can better explore the world and cover all the material? Yes, basically. Uh, Personally, uh, let's start with uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Kaze no Tani no Nausicaa. I found the story to be a little bit over the place. How about you? Uh, A lot of it was vague. It was kind of like a Dark Souls game. Work. Yeah, exactly. It was very. I, I'm not saying I'm not liking it. Like, like I can see these were classics. I, I can see that um, they, they were amazing in their era. But I feel like that watching them for the first time today, I, I'm not all that impressed, honestly. Really? The is it the story or the animation you find lacking? Well, of course, the animation. It's a. It's a little. I mean, uh, it shows it, its age, even though it's excellent. But it's more that. Um, yeah, it's definitely the story. I mean, scene just kept happening. It felt like a bit over all over the place. And uh, of course, I was not impressed because I feel like today in, in anime, we get a lot of really fucking good shit. And uh, a lot of the bitter people, you know, the, the bitter elites in the anime communities, uh, um, I've always heard them saying that Miyazaki is kind of stuff for normies. And I still... I mean, I respect them, but I can't agree with that opinion. Well, have you seen his newer stuff, like uh, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle? No, but I have seen Princess Mononoke. I felt like that was the better one. It, I like it a lot. It, it is a good movie, and it has a similar message to Nausicaa. But uh, I'm just going to be contrary and say I like the old stuff better. Oh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It's just that as far as old stuff goes, I felt like I preferred Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. Well, I, I, I read I the first no- novel of that, and the movie cut out a lot of stuff to save I, I on runtime. I don't know why I liked it better, but I just did. It had a cool gothic atmosphere. Yeah, it, it felt a lot like Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it inspired Castlevania. Oh, it, it came out a year earlier it definitely did it definitely did so anyways i I don't have an amazing lot to say about it uh did you have something else to say about it before we move on to porcoroco yeah well re-watching nausicaa i noticed how many elements of it inspired other stuff right we talked about that uh what was the one thing that um what did it inspire well uh, the riding birds the characters have look like chocobos from Final Fantasy. Yes, yes. The, the movie felt like a JRPG. Yeah, the whole, like, exploring ancient ruins and storytelling through vague ethereal elements and, like, monsters appearing out of nowhere and big calamities consuming the world. Th- these all ended up being JRPG tropes for the next couple of decades. Yeah, and still today. And uh, on top of that, I believe the second song uh, absolutely felt like... The second song in the movie, like early on, it absolutely felt like a Dragon Quest song or something. Yeah, 1984, so it predates even Dragon Quest. So it could have inspired even that. Yeah, it predates it by about like a year or something. Yeah, and I thought Nausicaa's little companion looked just like Pikachu. 
Mm. But that could be a coincidence, because her little rat thing is not important to the story. Well, I believe a Pikachu, isn't it like a, a real animal or something that actually somewhat looks like that? I, I don't remember. Oh, there's chinchillas? I, th- uh, I think that's what you're thinking of. Uh, maybe. I-, I remember it's some sort of African animal. Oh, there's... Yeah. And Jerboas is another one? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Pikachu exists and is living in Australia. I'm just checking. I'm seeing like a really good picture of a of a of a yellow mouse and uh, yeah, Australia is amazing. It, it might just be a coincidence or something, but uh, yeah. But given how many other oh yeah, things... it, 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 just a brush tail possum that that happens to be yellow for some reason, but whatever. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of uh, of of mouse uh, creatures that uh, look like Pikachu, but uh, that, that's pretty much the point. But anyway, with Nausicaa, this is my favorite movie of Miyazaki's just because every scene has these lovely little details. They're just imaginative and mysterious and beautiful, and it's distinctively Eastern as well. This, yeah, is, one, this is one of the things that attracted me to anime in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I also wanted to say. I feel like I completely missed the boat on these. I will have loved these as a kid. But uh, seeing them now, it's like, it's just mundane. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame you. It's like people who grew up on Family Guy and American Dad going back and watching early Simpsons and wondering what the big deal was. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Also, especially since Simpsons now really fucking sucks. Oh, yeah, it's one of the worst things on television. And in the current year, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, moving on to Porco Roco. I actually like that one a little better. Um, There was no plot, but that's fine. Yeah, this movie is just about having a good time. Yeah, it's basically a slice of life, but in movie format. With dogfights. Yeah, pretty much. It it, it says on Maul, the jar is action, military, adventure, comedy, historical, drama, romance. It it has it all. Yeah, the mood is totally different from Nausicaa, even though both movies have lots of cool fights and planes. Mm. But in Porco Rosso, there's barely any danger. It's it's a lot more relaxed. Yeah, just, um, well, the the main character, the, the I was already well, Pacoroso. <laughs> yeah, I forget his human name. The 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 pig uh, just uh, beating some pirate and then repairing his ship, coming back, having a dumb bet, and that, that that that's the whole movie, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the few slice of life movies I can actually appreciate because there's a lot of different things about it. Well, actually, a, a movie without a plot is kind of rare. The, uh, one of the things that I don't like about movie is that uh, they, they often have strong plot. But the problem is that most movies are between an hour and two hours. So you end up having some kind of, um, how to say, some formula. You, you just feel the formula going on, you know? Yeah, there's no time to relax or experiment with things. I get what you, you mean. Yeah, because you, you gotta have the beginning, the introduction, the problematic, whatever comes in between, the climax and the end. So movies always end up feeling a, a little formulaic, but then you get a chill ass, um, a chill ass anime movie that just that just fantastic to watch. Yeah, Porco Rosso is worth watching just for the shots of the big blue sky. So beautiful. Absolutely. And all the different planes and machines look pretty rad as well. There's no CG in this. Mm. Uh, it being more recent than Nausicaa. It, um, yeah, 92. Yeah, it looked a little bit better also. It, it doesn't look like as old school as Nausicaa. Yeah, I'm sure they had more of a budget because they formed an, an actual studio by that point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Porco Rosso is it's beautiful, it's cheerful, it's carefree. It's just what I needed to relax in the current year. Yeah, I recommend it. 
Yeah, although I, I did note that uh, Porco Rosso, mm-hmm. he, he can still walk, talk, and he has opposable thumbs, so it's not much of a curse. Yeah, his curse is relatively relevant in the movie, so, so, I, so I don't know. Yeah, it's really just an excuse to draw a pig man doing things. I don't know, in the movie ending, you could see, like, a concept art, and uh, you could see something like um, a, a whole uh, army um, of pig or something. Uh, that, you, you know, like, um, uh, s- s- some kind of division in the army that was just pig, so I wonder if the story changed a lot between... Uh, uh, between the concept and the movie, and they just somehow kept the the big concept for for like no reason whatsoever. Yeah, just for flavor, pork flavor. I suppose that's what make uh, Miyazaki movies. Miyazaki movies. Yeah, you just threw in an idea, and it just happened to be really cool. <laughs> so yeah, I re- recommend Porco Rosso as well. It's an underrated movie in his catalog. So it was chill. Um, um, so I've been a little bit negative about the movies, but um, I'm still looking forward to seeing to uh, seeing more. Maybe as more recent movies will blow me away. I don't know. Yeah, the, watch those two I mentioned: uh, Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. Those are yeah, both the, really good. They're the one I always mention. I've I've yet to watch them. So eventually. Yeah, I have a relative who always shows Spirited Away to his kids. And it's just so wonderful and imaginative that, honestly, people of all ages can enjoy it. Mm. If I showed them Nausicaa, they'd just fall asleep. Yeah. Even with a red titan melting things with nuclear eye lasers. Well, I've heard that um, kids can tell if something is really old. Probably because there's no CG in it, or just the animation style is totally different. Not just that, even like live action show, they, they can somehow tell that it's really old, and they just like lose interest or something for some reason. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, there's that one show, Dark Place. It was made in the Zeros, but it was a parody of 80s TV mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. And it, it was filmed in this like low light, murky, kind of deliberately ugly kind of style mm-hmm. that you see in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was amusing. I've never heard of it. Dark Places? Yeah, it's Darth Meringue's Dark Place. The story, Dark. Yeah, the story is just overwrought garbage you don't need to worry about. But just pull up a YouTube of it and you'll swear it was from the 80s. But Yeah, I, I see... I, I have the poster now. Is this another one of those British shows? Yes. Richard Ayoade, yes, yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, but British are big into doing the these uh, famous big shows and that, that everyone loves, and then there's like six episodes. <laughs> yeah, for them a season is like six or eight episodes. But anyways... Um, I look forward to more Miyazaki movies. <laughs> yeah, we can watch more on uh, another movie night sometime. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, not right now, but like in six months, a year, whatever. Sure. We're, we still have a lot of anime of the decade to go through. <laughs> oh, yeah, shitload. But today we're going to talk about stuff from 2021. All right, so uh, where do I start? Do I just uh, tell uh, talk about my whole list uh, and then when I get something you've seen, uh, we talk about it. Yeah. There, there, there's a lot of sequels, so I think it's going to go fast because I'm just going to say it's more of that. Yeah, you said you watched something like 40% of this season's uh, shows. Oh, yeah. I, if we just count the new shows, not the short, but just the new shows, I've picked up uh, 47% of it. Shit, I don't know how you do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either. I, but I just do it. The problem is that this is probably one of the biggest sequel season I've seen. I, I, I probably say this every freaking season, but this sequel season, not only there's a shitload of sequel, but they're not small shows. They're a, a lot of fucking huge shows that people love. So this is absolutely crazy. 
Yeah. Well, okay, we can go through your list in whatever order you feel like. All right, so I, just in the order, I have them in my RSS feed. So uh, Beastars Season 2. I'm not going to talk about them yet because I'm saving that for Anime of the Decade. Okay. So, yeah, I've so, heard good things about Beastars, but I've never read or seen it. Uh, what's amazing about it is that it's a studio-arranged production, and uh, their 3D is top-notch. It's, it's fucking amazing. The show looks golden. You know something like a Kengen Ashura? You, uh, yeah, I uh, tried watching that, and it gave me a headache. Yeah, the, the, the 3D, it moves a lot, but you didn't like it because it's still somewhat like ugly, obvious uh, 3D CG. Try yeah. watching that show, Beastars. The 3D CG is fucking fantastic. Like, it looks all right. almost 2D. Yeah, so, kind of like the new uh, Guilty Gear game. Yeah, yeah, it looks somewhat like that. Somewhere around that. All right. Yeah, so, no, another reason to watch it. Yeah. So, uh, next, Yakusoku no Neverland, The Promised Neverland Season 2. I was really hyped for that. It was uh, delayed a little bit because it was supposed to be in uh, 2020. Yeah, probably got delayed because of COVID. Yeah, so uh, it's golden so far. Uh, no, uh, nothing else to say about it. There's um, Umam. Uh, do you have something to say? Oh, I, I was going to say I've read the whole manga of it, so I, sh- I should watch at least some of the anime so we could review it sometime. That that means it's probably finishing this season, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So, so that that's good news. We're getting all of it. Most likely. So there's also Umamizume Pretty Derby Season 2. This is about horse racing? Yes, this is like horse, horse girls that those or that, sorry, horse girls that those horse racing, they're based on real horses. Oh, sort of uh, like all those different shows with the boat girls? Yes, yes. Uh, the main character of the first season was a special week. And uh, bizarrely enough, uh, season two has completely changed protagonist. Based off another famous horse? Uh, Yes, uh, but uh, she was a girl in the same team. And also, oddly enough, uh, their team manager is a guy. I I mean, this is a show where you see only women except their team manager. And also, bizarrely enough, he's basically the heart of the show. Oh, so what what makes the show worth watching? <sighs> it's it, it's it's just really solid. It's a strange mix of uh, cute girls doing cute things. Um of course they're they're kind of monster girls I suppose you could call them. They're, they're demi-humans. Yeah. Um it's also a really good sports anime. And uh a good slice of life anime between the sports, and on top of that, uh, it has some idol songs. Oh, so a little bit of everything for fans yeah, of anime. Absolutely, there's a little bit of everything, and it does everything like pretty good. So I recommend it. Moving on to ReZero season two part two, I personally fucking hate when they when they do this. Because I consider a season, if you have to, to pause a season, then that's the third season. But usually they do this because uh, season two was cut right in the middle of an arc. Uh, so far, I'm, I mean, it's not that it's not good. Giguk gave it anime of the year. To Zero season two, and I don't exactly agree. I mean, it's it's still fantastic. It's still the same Zero you loved, but I feel like this arc is really dragging on. Yeah, I like Gigok's videos, but he has shit taste sometimes. I mean, it's good, but it's dragging on. the The problem is that Zero season one, although it's a bit of an unfair comparison, because Zero season one is it like twenty four season? Don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, to 24 episode. Let me check. I got the uh, This the model search is garbage. Uh, prequel. 
All right. Yeah, it's 25 episodes, so it might be a little bit unfair, but I felt... The thing is that in these 26th episodes, there was a lot accomplished. There was a lot of people met. There was a lot of adventure going on. Resident Evil Season 1 is a fucking masterpiece. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, still. It's a must-watch anime. But Season 2, um, they've been stuck in one place for the whole season, practically. And this is why it's dragging on. So, do you still think it's worth watching? Oh, sure, sure. It, as I said, it it still has all the qualities of the first season. It's just that this arc is just simply dragging on. Uh, that, I, yeah, I can see how that could be annoying. So, anyways, uh, moving on to World Trigger Season 2. I believe the author the was sick. So, the... Um, the the first season, which was sixty something episode, it ended on a pretty mediocre uh, f- filler arc. Yeah, I mean, it was okay, but you know, it's a filler arc that yeah. lasted something like twelve episodes, so it uh, overstayed its welcome. And it's finally back exactly where it ended, and it, it's as good as ever. Yeah, this is World Trigger. Yeah, World Trigger. I haven't uh, seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? Uh, I, I describe it. Um, basically, uh, you, you love shonen shows, right? I do. But are you like a bit tired? Because, you know, you always have the kid who wants to be the king of, of the ninja, the king of the pirates, uh, f- fucking be the best in the world. Y- you know, they, they follow a set of tropes. Yeah, they have really specific formulas that they haven't changed much in decades. Yeah, and this one feels like the author tried to avoid as much tropes as possible. B- basically, okay. uh, the main character, Osamu, uh, he tries... Um, uh, he's not a genius, he's not good, he's actually below average. Not only is below average, and he stays below average for very long, which is actually kind of screwing him a bit over in the show. Uh, yeah, that's but, really unusual. Uh, not only that, he's not um, a, a, an energetic kid. He's actually kind of uh, shy and reserved. Also unusual. And it's the same for all of the friends he makes. Uh, kind of reminds me of Hunter x Hunter. Which is also shown in the try to avoid the usual tropes. Yeah, but it uh, World Trigger avoids them even more. Uh, what happens is that uh, this one is in the present, but instead of feeling a bit medieval, I know that Hunter X Hunter had uh, a lot of places where it felt medieval in a way, you know? Yeah, the setting's kind of weird there. Yeah, the, the setting. Uh, what's great about Hunter X Hunter is that the setting keeps changing. But you've got a, a, a lot of setting that feels kind of, you know, GRPG-ish or whatever. This one is actually sci-fi. And mm. that's really rare. Yeah, so there's no magic shit? No, no ways to, for the protagonist to get sudden magical power-ups? Yep. And on top of that, the, um, uh, the world building around it is fucking amazing. Uh, but basically, what happens is that um, uh, our planet, called actually Medan, uh, and the uh, Alien world, um, our li- it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, our universe is is actually on a rotation, like in space, and then there's other universes that can uh, go. Um, uh, that that can rotate close by. When that happens, you have invaders from another world that can come in. Uh, all of these invaders are humans, and um, everyone uses some kind of uh, uh, of of power called trian that um, that people have inside them. Uh, with this power, they can actually make virtual bodies uh, that they fight with. So that means not a, they have virtual bodies. There's basically dismemberment in this anime, but it's not gory because it's not real bodies. Oh, it's kind of like stands. Yeah, a bit. And you have um, uh, uh, basically 
uh, well, the show is set in Japan, and it's actually a military operation. And uh, you've got different squad. There's like a billion fucking characters in this show. And uh, you've got like gunner squad, uh, attacker squad, etc. Each uh, position, uh, gunner, sword, etc. They each have weapons and everything fucking makes sense. Like the world building around this is absolutely amazing. Like it, it feels like a real military uh, organization. Yeah, you're making this series sound really freaking cool. Oh, it's just fucking amazing. That that that's why I'm really happy about it uh, being back on. So read the manga, watch the anime. Uh, as far as I'm aware, the, the the anime should be following the manga pretty closely, but uh, to take whatever you prefer. Yeah, it usually does with shonen series. So, anyways, World Trigger, amazing. It's more of that. Uh, do watch. Uh, obviously, Jujutsu Kaisen has never ended. It's still continuing. And uh, it's yeah, as I, great. I need to great. get caught, caught up with that. I, th- I think I only watched the first eight episodes. Uh, yeah, w- what happened is that we didn't get an episode last week or maybe even for two weeks. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, yeah, we got. I At least I got two episodes in a row. Because what happens is that during New Year, you get a dead week, nothing starts. Almost everything is over, and continuing show sometimes skips this week, so you get like the weird dead week. But uh, whatever. So one of the few times people in Japan get a day off. Yeah, basically <laughs> they've earned it. So anyway, Jujutsu Kaisen is still amazing. Yeah. Of course, I'm still following One Piece, but I'm pretty pissed at One Piece because they they barely released any uh, new Wano episodes since like this fucking summer no that that's actually not true that, that's not true but they, they're releasing it re- releasing them really slowly and we've been there's been actually not a lot since uh, july 31st so I'm, st- I'm still following that i'm not gonna say anything about it because it's too massive <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a whole podcast dedicated to One Piece, but I haven't listened to it. Yeah, we probably couldn't do it. You, you, you'll have to read the manga or something, then we could do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dedicating a few years of my life to watching all the anime. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, Yuhukem Season 2, I, I've actually yet to start it, so it's, it's more of that. Log Horizon Season 3, this one was rough. I've just watched the first episode. And it's um, the the show is doing uh, nothing to help you catch up, so I'm like watching and like fuck, what the hell are they talking about? So it, it's go- it's going to be really really rough to to um, to just get into it again. Can you read a plot summary somewhere to try to catch yeah, you up? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But the thing is that what happens is that it's exact. It's like in the middle of um, of an happening, and it's like, fuck, what are they talking about? I don't remember. But anyways, I'm pretty sure if I watch like the, the three episodes that are out, uh, I'll just get used to it quick enough. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Ataraku Saibo Black. Uh, what happens is that it's a spin-off of uh, a series I haven't watched, but the spin-off is... Um, it's standalone, so it's okay. Uh, Ataraku Saibo, you might have heard it. It's uh, its normal name. Well, its English name is Cells at Work. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, I've seen a little bit about this. So yeah, it's the same uh, premise of. Uh, let me get the English title of that. Let me get the English title of that. Yeah, this uh, is the one that's oh. about showing how a human body works by showing a different like organs and parts of the body as anime characters, right? Basically. Uh, it's uh, You might also have heard of the really whole series on a, Once Upon a Time Life. No, I haven't. No, but it's basically the same thing. Uh, there was also another Hollywood movie with the same... Uh, oh, uh, Osmosis same Jones. Yes. The, the, there's that too. However, so far in Attack of Cyborg, you never actually see the human therein. 
So what happened with that Atariku Saibo Black is that you've got the exact same type of character, you know, the, the, the red blood cell, the white cell, etc. They all have an um they all have like new main characters. It's actually another body, and this is actually an unhealthy body they're in. So uh, things are constantly breaking. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, so the um, uh, so far it's fantastic. Uh, you can watch it even if you haven't watched the first series because it's completely detached. And uh, well, I picked I picked it up because I felt like the concept was really cool. So, anyways, moving on to Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die. It's still going on. It's still fantastic. Yeah, I read some of the manga of this. Uh, someone on 4chan was posting chapters of it. It's it's really really fantastic, and it's also really old school. Yeah, I think the manga is from the early '90s, so this new and, one is heavily based on it, right? Yep, yep. It's late '80s, early '90s, and you can see it in the character design. Not only the character design, but in the drawings. Like uh, uh, there were some cliff next to the beach. They were drawn in such a way that just made me think of like really old school anime like Dragon Ball and such. Right. So uh, not not only it feels old school, but uh, it feels old school in uh, how it's drawn too. Yeah, is there much CG? Unfortunately, a bit. Uh, Especially in the first episode because there's a lot of monsters and you get a bit of scene with like the monsters together and it looks like shit. But uh, otherwise, it's uh, it's pretty okay. Yeah, from the little bit I read, it was pretty good. It moves really fast too. So, uh, anyways, moving on to Kirato Prichan. Uh, this I'm still not yet watching it. The problem is that it started in uh, how long ago? It started in April 2018. Except that this uh, it's never been picked up officially. And the subber basically started uh, subbing one episode every like three months or something. Uh, so most of it's not in English. Nope. Uh, there, there is a subber available that did them. Okay, what happened is that there's a French subber. I know French. Why didn't I pick them up? Because it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> their, their videos are compressed to hell to fit on a Google Drive. So what I had to do will be I, I had to go get the raw file from um, an arch ERC channel through XDCC and then I had to get their Google Drive file put the, put it on a website extract the um, subtitles and and then I could uh, I renamed the subtitles and then I could finally you know play the anime with a good um, you know, good, good visual quality, but this was a pain in the ass. So I just waited for the slow subs, and they, they just never came. And it finally got picked up by Crunchyroll. They're basically releasing a thirteen episode each three weeks. No, oh, that's handy. So I, I'm waiting for that. Uh, Crunchyroll finally has picked up the Pretty Rhythm series. So that's fantastic. However, I have about a uh, hundred and thirty episodes catch up. Shit. Yeah, that, that's how long it's been going on. So, so th- what's that about? Uh, th- this is um, uh, how to even explain. This is basically an idol anime. All right, there's tons of those. So yeah, but it's it's actually attached to a card-based arcade game, and it's actually made for little girl, which is why it wasn't picked up officially, at least before now. Uh, those shows are pretty great, and um, th- th- this one has a YouTube gimmick. It you know, a live streaming gimmick, I kind of cringe at that because it just feels like peak, uh, you know, peak Zoomer or something. It's yeah, it's defini- definitely going to date it for future watchers. Yeah, basically. But anyways, I, I picked it up because um, the series that uh, that comes before it and the pre-rhythm series is absolutely fucking amazing. It's called Prepara. And I'll talk about this another time because 
that anime prepara a shot a shot completely straight to my number one my, my favorite anime of all time of all time i'm not kidding really it's your absolute favorite yes oh is it on your best anime of the decade list uh yes i've managed to shove it somewhere all right we'll get to that eventually but i'm looking forward to it yeah, I will get to that. I'll try to have a pretty big write-up about it, but we gotta move on. So, uh, there's this show called, uh, it's a short called Puri Puri Molkar. It's about, what is it? Is it Amster? Let me get the mall entry of that. Oh, it's, yeah, they're, they're guinea pig. So, the, the guinea pig, uh, they're cars. What? Yeah, yeah. This this short makes no sense. It's a it's a Japanese children's stop motion television series about guinea pigs that are also cars represented through puppets. So so basically, the main show is uh, is puppets, is stop motion puppets, and then um, when the characters get out of the uh, well guinea pig cars, which are actually alive. Uh, they're kind of like small toys. However, when the show zoom in into um, into the car, it's actually stop motion live action. Yeah, do they use real guinea pigs for any of it? No, no, no. They they're kind of plush. Oh, I get what you mean. So, so it's a weird mixed media thing because the guinea pigs are plush, but the the background is a mix of three D CG and two D. And 2D backgrounds, uh, and uh, apparently uh, it's uh, it's pretty popular in Asia. You can uh, there's no subtitles needed because it's completely silent. Really, no music or anything. Well, well, I mean, there's music, but there's nobody talking. There's no text. It, oh, it's no like, dialogue. Yeah, no dialogue. It's like Pingu. Kind of like watching an old silent movie. Where yeah, but just, just music playing. So you can just um, you can just grab the row. All right. What else we got? Maybe uh, something I've watched. Uh, also, Pre Pre Molkar is free on YouTube for a week. Uh, each week, there's a new episode. They remove the older episode. Mm, it's a good marketing gimmick. Gets people interested. Pretty much. So uh, moving on, Doctor Stone Stone Wars. Yeah, I've read the whole Dr. Stone manga up to the current week. I like it a lot. It's some good shonen. So, so basically, as Stone Wars says, they're, uh, they're, they're basically uh, going to start the war, the war, and it's in a really good spot right now. Yeah, for those who don't know what Dr. Stone is, the premise is a mysterious force petrified all humans on Earth, and they remained that way for like 3,000 years until... Some some people started waking from their stone sleep, and then you have the main character, uh, Senku is called. Yeah, he has an amazing memory, so he remembers all the science lessons that he spent his whole life learning. So, yeah, 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 because he's a big science nut. His goal was becoming an astronaut, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. when he emerges in this Stone Age type world. He has a big advantage because of all of his scientific knowledge and his perfect memory. And his goal is basically going back to modern civilization. Yeah, and bit by bit, he recreates inventions from the past and uses them in amusing situations. It's really fun stuff. Yeah, it's really good, and I consider it one of the big three innovative shonen of the recent age. Yeah, what are the other two? Shokugeki no Soma, the cooking one. Yeah. And the other one is Fire Force, where uh, you have like post-apocalyptic firemen. Yeah, I think you mentioned that once. Yeah, yeah I mentioned that. I think it sounded that. cool. But uh, we'll get to it um, around like 2018 or something uh, for Anime of the Decade. Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Stone and uh, The Promised Neverland had sort of an overlapping fan base because I think they started around the same time. Mm. So, alright, so moving on, do you have something else to say? No, keep going. Alright, so uh, Tensei Shitara Slime Dataken second season. 
Uh, this is the isekai where uh, um, the main character is re reincarnated as a slime. Uh, I have not started the second season yet, but the first season was actually pretty high quality. The only thing that annoys me about the show is that um, him being a slime is like not terribly important anymore. But whatever, the show's good. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. I've yeah, they... heard mixed reviews. Yeah, it's pretty okay. Uh, uh, the character is strong, but it's a bit like of an overlord uh, kind of situation where the main character ends up um, being the, the head of a big monster uh, mixed city or something. So it isn't uh, necessarily about the main character fighting, but more about the world building. All right. Well, two of the three shows I watched are isekais, so... We can cover those shortly. Oh, the, the, this is the one coming next. It's uh, Mushoku Tensei. So what, what did you think? Yeah. yeah, well, while watching the first episode, I thought, oh, this is pretty generic. There's a lot of fantasy cliches here. But then it got weird. <laughs> uh, yes, it's kind of cliche. But the thing is that um, the, the novel of that appeared from 2012 to 2015, and the light novel appeared in 2014. That means that uh, this is the grandfather of modern isekai. Really? You, you know all the isekai tropes? Uh, you have like a truck-kun, and, yeah. and your neat character reincarnating. And all of that, it, it comes from this. It actually comes from this. It's just never been animated until now. Oh, I see now. This is the series that has inspired all the others Isekai since then. Yeah, the summary I wrote for it was, A fat Hikikomori gets hit by a truck, dies, and is reincarnated in a fantasy land. He, yep. misses, he misses computers, but at least he's young again, and he can suck his mom's tits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part was funny. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous how perverted the protagonist is. But yeah, especially in the beginning. It, it makes it stand out, really. Uh, yes, and also... Uh, I, I mean, in the first three episodes, it's not as if there was an amazing lot accomplished, but everything about it was just so well written and directed so far. Yeah, I love this horrific anxiety he has about leaving the borders of his parents' farm, just like he used to have about leaving his room in mm -hmm. his previous life. So there's advantages and disadvantages to him remembering his life on Earth. Mm -hmm. It's a nice change of pace from the usual overconfident, overpowered protagonist. Yeah, basically. So, so far, I highly recommend it. It's going a bit slowly, Yet, I feel like still a lot has been accomplished. I, I don't know to say it. It just, it just feels perfectly directed. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. And me too. It's uh, probably one of the big contenders this season. However, the one coming up next is, I think, if they don't screw up the ending, it's going to be anime of the season. Yeah, so, which one's that? Shingeki no Kyojin, the final season. Oh, yes. We, we cannot say anything. Uh, I'm just going to say, to say that. Um, this, the season starts with, um, with something a bit unexpected. And then it beautifully just goes into everything you wanted the manga to be at. Everything. Like, this is what you've been waiting for, and it's doing it magnificently. Yeah, I won't spoil anything, but it does take a massive swerve from, oh. like, like earlier seasons. Yes, yes, basically. So, so far, I I'm going to say nothing else about it, but it's fucking amazing. The opening is also amazing. Yeah, when it's over, we can do an episode on it, because... I, oh, I like yeah. that series a lot. Uh, absolutely. We, we we could probably get guests for this one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll ask on the Fediverse. So anyways, moving on to another one you, you've seen. It's Kumo Desuga Nenika. So I'm a spider, so what? Yeah, there's an ocean of isekais out there, and most of them have the same cliches. 
like RPG mechanics of stats and levels. And personally, I'm so, so glad that we're out of the garbage Isekai era because around 2016, 17, 18, I think, we got a slew of really garbage Isekai. And this is this seems to be over because all of the Isekai of picking up, they're all fantastic. Yeah, this one's unusual because it stars a freaking spider. Yeah, but basically the, the character gets reincarnated into a newborn spider, and uh, well, they they have to uh, to fight it all. It's um, yeah, she starts like fighting her siblings who also emerged from eggs, and she's really weak at the start. And she has to run away and build her own nest, try to make peace with her new body. Yeah, but basically the the show uh, cuts between the main character. And the other kids in her class has been uh, uh, isekai as uh, bizarrely enough, uh, they seem to be isekai as the characters, uh, as people who already existed. Yeah, it's like they quantum leap jumped into the lives of people who already exist, these existing like RPG heroes. Yes, so basically, uh, it's off one side, and it's off the main character fighting for her life, and uh, it's pretty entertaining so far. The only problem is that, well, the spider part is in the 3D CG. The monster CGs are kind of so-so. However, this show moves. God darn it moves. You mean the pacing is good? No, well, the pacing, yes. some people say it's slow. I disagree. I love I was going, but I mean uh, the 3D CG parts. Uh, the character moves a lot. Yeah, it has decent action. I, I was disappointed that it was almost all CG, but it, it looks decent. Yes, it it looks decent, and it's excusable that uh, the CG is a bit uh, not golden because it moves a lot. There's yeah, a I, lot of action. Yeah, I was surprised to learn this has the same director as Berserk 2016. Oh, the, the same director, really? Yeah. You, you just told me, like, s- some kind of sub-studio or whatever. But yeah, the same, director... same studio, same director. That, that That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, so we, they've really improved. This it is... looks, looks like Ian is screwing that one. Yeah, I've noticed that the protagonist design is a little bit different from the manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she always did have the cute bunny ears, but in the manga her eyes were like solid white with no iris or pupils. Uh, that, that as far as I'm aware that that happens a bit. Uh, the art style sometimes is changed completely, and the design is a bit uh, you know made better. I don't know that that happens a lot in anime. Yeah, I don't know if it's better or worse here, but it, it's different. All right. So, anything else to say? No, I I like Spider Isekai, and yeah, it's, you it's, should watch it's, it. It's really good so far. So we have probably another possible contender for anime of the season. All right. Wonder Egg Priority. Yeah, I also watched this. Based, I've heard lots of good things about it, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, you, you told me about it. I went to Google it, and then I, I think the, the first. Uh, uh, the the first thing about it in DuckDuckGo was a news article saying po- potential like um, potential masterpiece, and I was like, "Wow, that's uh, that seems to be high praises for it." Yeah, let me looking over my notes. See mm-hmm. what I have written is this is a weird dreamlike anime with portions of magical girl stuff, but and a really freaking weird presentation. I'm not, I'm not sure if I would call them magical girls. I, I know that they battle, and um, it's not exactly in magic fashion, but I will not say magical girl. That would be misleading. Yeah, well, the first episode is like the movie Eraserhead. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, that that's a movie where a guy with gigantic hair gets this mm-hmm. mu- mutant baby, and he has to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Just reminded me of the eggs in, in this series. Yeah, basically our protagonist uh, finds herself in a dream. She hatches an egg, which a random girl comes out of, and she has to protect her from the dream. 
And so far, each episode is, is a different girl she needs to protect. But it's yeah. not not quite that simple. Yeah, are, are we saying the uh, what's the end game there, or are we letting people just uh, watch and find out? And we'll let people watch and find out. I have some more stuff written about it that's not spoilers. All right, go ahead. See, in every scene, you don't know if it's real or a dream, or maybe the whole series is a dream. It's kind of like perfect blue in that way. It's uh, that, that's strange. I, I haven't had that, that problem, I think. But that, that's an interesting take. Go on. So you could try to interpret the dreams as if they're like representations of the character's mental problems. Or maybe they're literal gateways to another universe. Or maybe both. You can just enjoy the weirdness. Uh, that's interesting. Because I believe it's pretty... Um, it's pretty clear, at least, that the dream... Uh, at least the villains in the dream has something to do with the girls who watch us. That, that's for sure. But your interpretation, I haven't think about it. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch more, but this is really high-quality stuff. Oh, uh, how many episodes did you see so far? Three. Okay, no, the, you're cut up. You're cut up. So, uh, anything else to say? Yeah, I like that the opening has a combination of animation and live-action camera shots of e real eggs. Mm. It has a real surreal feeling to it. Oh, yeah, the, the whole anime. Yeah, it feels like surreal. a dream. So, anyways, moving on uh, to Kimono Jin. Kimono Jin. It's about a North human detective who, uh, who's in an agency with uh, all Alpha Demon kids, and they use their powers to uh, solve supernatural. Um, well, occurrences. Uh, I'd say it's something that you have to give it at least the first episode because the 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 main character and the main kid appears in the first episode. Uh, the detective basically solves this case. What about your two episode rule? My two episode rule. Oh no, I'm just saying that um, it's actually three episode rule. I'm just saying that watch the first episode and it should be just about enough to decide. All right. So how many more do you have on your list? Uh, four more. All right, let's do it. So uh, Non Non Biori Nonstop, it's the third season of, uh, of that show. Uh, which uh, one was that again? Uh, it was the, um, the, the, the rural anime. Oh, yeah. The, the, the slice of life where uh, the main character moves uh, from uh, the big city Tokyo to like a nowhere rural place where uh, houses are basically bus rides apart and everything oh yeah they, they go to school uh, they, they have they share the same class with a 6 years old and uh, a couple of other teenagers so this uh, this is a pretty chill show with like yeah i sent it to you on the fediverse uh, there's a lot of uh, of uh, rural rural scenery porn. Yeah, you talked about it in the last episode we recorded. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it, it, it's been two weeks already, so I completely forgot what I, what I was saying. It's fine. So, anyways, this, this third season of that it's still great. Uh, moving on to uh, Orimia, it's actually <laughs> sorry, it, it's it. Hey, it's a pretty decent um, uh, romantic comedy, anyway. All right, what, what's it about? So uh, you you have this um, this kind of gloomy, nerdy-looking kid who's hiding in his hair. You know, with his hair on his head because I can't fucking pronounce it correctly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, fine. He's called uh, Miyamura. And then this girl, like Kyoko uh, Ori, she, she, she ends up talking to him. Um, no, she, she ends up accidentally meeting him, meeting him in the streets. And um, outside of school is completely different. It, it ends up that his long hair is to hide all his, um, uh, all, all the person he has on his head. And... Um, also, he has tattoos, so um, 
Uh, he's always uh, scared of uh, going to gym class. So, 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 so basically, the, um, uh, the the quiet nerdy kid ended up being like uh, not w what everyone else expected. He's not nerdy at all. He likes uh, likes metal, I believe, and everything. And it's well, uh, he ends up being friends with everyone. It, it's it's a it's a pretty chill slice of life and romantic comedy. All right, sounds good. What else we got? Uh, moving on to um, I'll keep the other one for last. I'll move on to Urasekai Picnic. This one is weird. <laughs> All right, there's it, picnic in the title. Oh yeah, but um, it's about. Uh, no, I need the Wikipedia article for this one. So it's called Other Side Picnic. Uh, it, it's a Yuri. It's from a Yuri science fiction novel, and it's based on the novel Roadside Picnic by Arkady and Boris Strogatsky. I don't know it. A stalker. Oh yeah, that I do know. So th th this is a pretty weird premise already. This is basically what if we held a hand in the stalker universe? Because don't forget it's a bit Yuri. Yeah. So basically it is just the girls going to um, the the other side, the weird dimension. They go fight weird monsters. They uh, get relic uh, to uh, to sell for money and um, they, this is pretty chill so far. Yeah, basically, anime stalker. I gotta see this. Uh, what, it, what was it called? Urasekai uh, Picnic. Okay. It, it's basically uh, episodic so far. It, it's pretty chill. It's um, Every episode is... Um, I have something to say, I forgot, whatever. <laughs> this is why I write things down. Let, let, let's move on. Sure. So, uh, this one is pretty special. Kaifuku Zuchushi no Yarina Oshi, or also known as Rido of Feeler. So, uh, have you heard of uh, Shield Hero? Yeah, I'm, I've read all of the manga. I'm caught up. Imagine an even uh, edgier version of that. All right. Basically, this is this, but extremely edgy. So you've got this um, uh, this character who becomes the hero of healing. Is the his powers are special? Uh, he ends up um, uh, when he heals someone, he ends up reliving all their experience, uh, meaning that he gets their skills, but also their trauma. So the, the, so this is a lot of trauma for the main character. And the, the main character, uh, because of this trauma, he doesn't really want to be an hero. So he gets forced into it. He gets abused and drugged by his party member. Um, he ends up defeating the demon lord. And with um, the, um, the philosopher's stone that the demon lord had, he go back in time to warn himself of what his party is going to him. And then he starts his revenge. Yeah, that's pretty damn edgy. That, that that's really fucking edgy because basically, uh, you know, when I say that uh, uh, Ishizuku reviewer from uh, last year was breaking boundaries between uh, you know anime, uh, edgy anime and anti. Yeah, this is breaking new boundaries. Oh shit! So is it allowed on TV at all? Or uh, yes, but censored except on ATX. ATX is is uh, uncensored. Of course, the, you, I mean the anime outright has a lot of sex. Obviously, you don't see the bottom nutty bit, but I've never seen so much sex in an anime. Yeah. I, I I mean, have you already saw an anime where um, where a character get ass raped, like literally, like it, it's a legit rape, and the main character gets raped also. Yeah, Berserk. Yeah, Berserk, but that happens like once and you see nothing. Yeah, this, this is extremely the, 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 detailed the, the, and graphic. 
Uh, kinda. This happens several times, and I mean, the main character gets abused like this. It gets abused by males, female, and uh, it's uh, very graphic. It's very much almost an entire. Damn. So th- th- this is crazy so far. Uh, this is absolute edgelord shit, but I liked it better. Uh, at least I liked the beginning better than something like... Uh, I have not covered it yet, but there was an anime called Mao Shoujo Side. It's an edgy magical girl anime. And the first episode went to zero, went from zero to 100 too fucking fast. But this had a really... It had a decent um, build-up to it. Like, I felt like the first episode completely made sense. Yeah, I've seen feminists on the internet complain about it even more well, than they did with Shield Hero. Oh, that, that's for sure, because this is worse than Shield Hero. Yeah, this that one just had a, a false rape accusation. This has just an endless this, parade of rape. This has basically revenge rape, literally. Oh, shit. <laughs> So yeah, this is a one to watch because this is fucking crazy. Yeah, you want to watch some crazy shit, check this out. Yeah, so uh, that's it. That's finally it. (laughs) Been going on for about like 45 minutes about everything I knew I'm watching this season. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff and you've got me interested in some of it too. God, that, that season is amazing. Because the thing is that not only we have a lot of sequels, but like big name. I mean, most of these sequels were not like small ass shows. Yeah, I'm surprised how well Japan recovered from COVID. Yeah, this is nuts. So what what will you be picking up so far? Uh, Aside from the three I've already watched, uh, I need to check out World Trigger Mm -hmm. and uh, Kaifuku Jutsu. Jutsushi no Yari Naoshi. Redoa Feeler. Yeah. Uh, the, web, the anime piracy site I'm looking on has both the censored and uncensored versions. That That's good. Uh, you, you might maybe want to go with a specific suburb, but uh, I'll talk... Uh, I, I, I'll link to it to you later. Sure. However, they're slow. So unfortunately, it might be slow sub. Uh, you said you were interested in Rasekai Picnic, or you you think you'll skip it? Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay, give it an episode. Yeah, I like those post-apocalyptic scavenger stories, like the Fallout games. Yeah, the, it's really good so far. The the, the universe of it is uh, well made. Unfortunately, I didn't play the st- the Stalker game, so I can't say I didn't. Wa- I um, I didn't watch uh, all of the movie either. Yeah, we watched I, it for movie night a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I need really needed to go to bed. Yeah. This was like a three hours movie. Yeah, it was three hours and really slow paced. Yeah, yeah, but uh, every shot was a masterpiece. Jesus. Yeah, it was a visual feast for sure. Just perfect shots after perfect shots, and this was made in what the eighties or something. And freaking Russia? Yeah, and Soviet Russia. They did this crazy. I've never seen so much perfect shot in a movie. So anyways, Urasekai Picnic, the, the world is pretty cool. Uh, pick it up. <laughs> yeah, you've got me a lot of stuff to check out. And I'm glad you like the Miyazaki movies. Oh, yeah, they, they were pretty good, but uh, I, I feel like I, I missed I missed the timing on these. Yeah, if you'd watched them in the '90s, they would have blown your freaking mind like they oh, did uh, with absolutely. me. Absolutely, but but now nowadays, yeah, I have something like Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a freaking. It's not even a movie, and uh, the animation on this is absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah, the and visuals it, on that are fantastic, and it kind of blows the, those old movies away. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll watch other Miyazaki movies sometime. Some of the more recent ones. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anything else before we end? No, that's a good spot. So, all right, uh, don't forget uh, join the Fediverse. Uh, yeah. You know, w- w- with something like Wall Street Bets uh, getting kicked off of uh, Discord for very little reason, decentralize. Yeah, go to shitposter.club. It's great. Joint, um, uh, joint, uh, all tech media. 
yeah, find alternatives to the robber barons wherever you can. Basically. So, all right. Uh, see you later. Goodbye. Bye.